Yo, what's poppin'? It's your man Dean Edwards. Welcome to another episode of Father Bucket Protocol. Bring the horns in, son. It's a new dawn, new day, it's a new life. And I'm feeling good. It's a new year, man. It's 20, 2019. 2018 is going, 2019 is upon us. The year's been good so far, so good. You know, started off with a bang. Sitting at home in Brooklyn And now I'm in Vegas I'm actually in the green room Of the comedy cellar at the Rio uh, in, in Las Vegas, Nevada It's been a great week of shows This is our final final night of shows And uh, I decided to do something different With the podcast, you know Normally I'll have like Just one guest And I actually spoke to my man Greer Barnes And he was open to do it And I said, you know what? Instead of bugging Greer during the day Let him get some rest I'm going I'm to I'm just do something from the green room to give people the true experience of, for those who've never been in the green room of a comedy show and, and you know, give y'all a feel of what, what really goes down in the green room. Um, before I go any further, though, let me just let y'all know about some upcoming dates. Uh, you can catch me headlining Gotham Comedy Club. You, y'all know I do it once a year, MLK Weekend. I usually, you know, just like Will Smith was the king of 4th of July, I'm the king of, of MLK Weekend in New York City, man. We got five shows at Gotham Comedy Club. Y'all make sure you cop tickets in advance because we sell out. I do media and we sell out. I'm putting that out there. Uh, January 18th and 19th, uh, you can go to Gotham Comedy Club online, buy tickets. Or if you're in Manhattan, go and buy them at the box office uh, the following week. And, and my man Harris Stanton is on those shows with me. And then the following week, Harris uh, Harris is not with me in, in Atlanta, Georgia. You can catch me at Uptown Comedy Club or Comedy Corner. I'm not sure which it is, but you can catch me at Uptown in the in the Georgia State uh, down down on Peachtree at Uptown Comedy Club uh, in the ATL. That's January 24th to 27th. That's four nights of funny that you uh, have me. And then the following week after. After that, Harris is back with me in Washington, Washington, D.C. At the uh, D.C. Comedy Loft, you'll catch me co-headlining with my man, uh, brother from another mother, um, Jeff Richards, who you knew as uh, as Drunk Girl on SNL when I was on SNL. Uh, we, have, uh, we have a bunch of shows on February 1st and 2nd. And then you can catch me again uh, the week after that. I'm back out here at the Comedy Center the Rio. Huh? So how about that? How about that? Um, you know, uh, so as I was saying, we're, we're, we're here at the Rio. Um, bunch of comics. Tracy, Tracy Skeen is on stage. Is it Skeet or Skeen? Skeen. Skeen. Tracy Skeen from Philadelphia, um, but now living out in Vegas. She's on stage right now. My man Joe Lasborn from Australia. He's, uh, he's watching his hands in the bathroom right now. I got my man, my 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 brethren right there. Greer Barnes in the building, baby. Yo. And uh, and Mark Cohen is 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 the ring the ringmaster. He's hosting all of these shows. Um, <laughs> Joe Joe just came out. Joe <laughs> Joe, it, why was it paused? It, it wasn't recording that whole time. <laughs> that was gold. Too. Yeah, it was gold. Oh, it was. Yeah. Well, you know, we t- take two. We do it again. Um, and my man Mark Cohen just walked in. Mark is the resident host of um, 
Oh, holy shit. <laughs> We're doing it again uh, because I forgot to press uh, record uh, the second time. I guess you got to press record twice. Yeah, Oopsie. Yeah, this time it is. I see the numbers going. Um, Marcus pulled out his wallet. For I owe him two bucks. He doesn't want the two bucks. Oh, okay. I always try to pay him a buck, but. Oh. What do you owe him, $2? I owe him $2. I borrowed $2 the other day oh, okay. to tip somebody. Oh, that was nice of you. And you remembered to, to give I it try. back? I try. He won't take it. No, well, I mean, we're, you know, we're good guys. We're good He's fellas. He's trying to impress the uh, president of Caesars. Oh, so, yeah, so back to that. So the, look, you, oh, Greer didn't know? Did you know? Uh, the, pres- the president of Caesars is here. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's not fucking good for us, isn't it? <laughs> they don't have a club at Caesars, do they? They do now, yes. You know what clubs at Caesars? Uh, I don't mean that. Hold up. Comedy selling. Like, no. Well, so Caesars runs the Rio? But the, oh, that's right. Yeah, Caesars yeah. owns the Rio. Yeah. Owns the Rio. Yeah. Yeah. But they came in late. And they were like really loud. And they were party of 15. Yeah, party of 15, and the audience is going, hey, shut up. <laughs> and Mark's like, oh, they're cool, man. They can talk. Any Latinos? And then they all went, yeah. And I said, oh, that's cool. That's cool. Nothing. The caravan sucks, man. <laughs> Let me ask you guys do any of you feel, because Tracy seems a little self conscious. I'm going to ask her. Oh, Tra- I think it's about Tracy Morgan. I'm no, like, no, no, no Tracy here? Morgan could give a damn. He's on stage. I'll, I'll buy this casino one day. <laughs> but Tracy on stage when you, when you mentioned it because she, she oh, kept yeah, she, she freaked out she, she did she was like don't, don't start on time start 10 <laughs> minutes late don't bring them on when I'm there bring them on after I'm there I said well what if they don't come till you know right true she's like well I don't care that's worse if they don't see me let me are you nervous with them being here or do you no care? well I'm done anyway but right right what about you, Joe? Well, this is the end of the week for me anyway, so <laughs> what's the worst? You're not working out to tonight. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. There's, there's no, it's like there's no this pressure. Is, yeah, I don't think it matters. And I'm more annoyed that they came in loud because uh, you would think yeah. they would know well, better. Well, when you're the head of seasons, you can come in as loud as you want. True. You do what you like. That's true. Yeah. But do you, but, but by the end of tonight we're gonna be. I'm surprised that they heckled us all. That's right, right. right. Yeah. 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 Anyways, the next guy. <laughs> do you think they would have done that uh, during Penn and Teller though? Oh, probably not. Right, probably yeah. not. Like, wow, wow, maybe. Right, but speak, but speaks because Wow's got music and yeah. singing. Okay, okay. Loud, loud, right, so it's loud. a little louder. Right, right. Well, you, you know they're being quiet now, unfortunately. Oh, they are. They are. Yeah, the quiet is a you can hear a pin drop. What's piece? The Aussie is on. Oh, so so we're we're not gonna have to. We're gonna have to cut some. Joel, do four minutes all piano. Are we still going with the two blacks back to back? Oh shit, I forgot about that. The black to black. Yes, we had a woman. The black to black. The black to black. Hey, oh, oh, pausing. <laughs> Man, I wish it was off now. Right, I know, right, I know, right. So the, there you have it. I mean, this this is what goes on in the uh, in the green room, y'all. I think I'll title this one the Father Muckin' Green Room episode. Um, Greer, I actually noticed, Greer is similar to me because prior to going on, you're very relaxed. Your chi, your chi is on high, but you you. You're in your zone. You don't. You don't have a some some big nah. heavy preparation. Nah. nah. 
Harris always gets on me. Harris Stanton, my man. Harris always yeah. gets on me because because you keep that, that low profile. That I low just, you know what? Right? I'm I'm on my phone playing or yeah, doing yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Where and Harris and Harris been doing this now 20, 20 years or so. Mm-hmm. But Harris has his his notes, his little mini notebook mm-hmm, out. Mm-hmm. Is looking at a list, and I'm like, son. At this point, you know, if you don't know it. But dude, that might like that might be his his thing. That is though, you know. That is. I don't. I don't. Like, I don't get I, mad I, at it. I went it. through. I know. Yeah. Of course not. I went through that when I first started. Yeah. You know. And I remember one time I forgot my notes mm. and I panicked. Really? <laughs> yes, man. But then I went up on stage because it's like it's in there. It's it's muscle memory. And yeah, and you know, and then then I started bringing it along just mm-hmm. to bring it along. Okay. You okay. know what I mean? It was almost like a pacifier. A crutch. You had a little crutch. Yeah. Yeah. When when uh, would you say you finally said okay? Scroll back past her one more time. Okay, all yeah. right. Uh, I'm just trying. Okay, uh, <laughs> you all should look up Amira Dime. <laughs> Is that her real body? Oh uh, my! Yeah, dude, she's amazing. Amira Dime. <laughs> yeah, double, double, thumb that like that. You know? <laughs> so Greer, Greer is scrolling on Instagram. This this keeps you motivated. Yeah, well, I just look at things, man. Uh, you know, I go on Instagram. I yeah. go on uh, Twitter. Right. You know. Are you are you even does is any of this inspiring you or is just it's really just to disconnect from just you know disconnect from, from what's about to happen yeah yeah you know I put it down pick it up put it right down, pick it up right you know we in our head about what we're gonna do right. we don't know what we're gonna do until we get up till we get out there you know what I mean right like, we don't have a set one two three four five right like. You know, you have an idea, you have a foundation, a fundamental idea of where you'd like to go. You, but you have a canvas that's empty yeah. and a brush and a bunch of paints. Right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't concentrate on the finger or you will miss all that heavenly glory. <laughs> Bruce Lee into the dragon. What? Yes, 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 yes. So, yeah, man, that's so, what that is. Let me ask you this, Greg. Do you think... In, in comparison, because obviously you work the seller a lot um, back home, back on the East Coast. Right. What would you say, if any, difference? Is there a difference in this in this club versus on McDougal Street or the Village Underground or Fat Black Pussycat? Oh, man, I hope that. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, I think the East Coast, I think we're a little more open-minded. Okay. I think we... Uh, like we we I mean comedy is our shit in New York, dogs. Yeah, like yeah. people want to see the real. They want you know and right. Like I've 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 had it happen to me out here where you know certain things, you know they don't want to hear about or like mm. one time I did that cop joke and somebody left a note. You know stop doing jokes about cops. Uh-huh. You know why, dude? Right. Why? Right. That's because that's your experience. Yeah. Like and so let me not speak about my experiences to keep you happy. Right. Yeah, nah. Right. If you noticed, everybody laughed. So, right. right. But um, I'd have to say that the East Coast is, is I mean, and it's good here. Don't get, don't get it wrong. Right, right. It's very good. Right. But as far as, I don't want to say knowledge. Mm. <laughs> or maybe maybe just we're, we're more open-minded. I, yeah, like we're more tolerant, I think, yeah. in New York. You okay. know, like, you know, we, we're more tolerant, mm-hmm. period. You know, and we, we have an open mind. Have a good set, Joe. And All right, bro. We have an open mind, and we also know, you know, it's it's this is human. I mean, right. some of the shit is touchy sometimes, mm-hmm. you know. 
Well, if, for instance, without giving away the, the, the joke, you have a joke. I love this joke. You have a, I love a lot of your jokes. Uh, Greer, Greer is dope because Greer will hit something you're like, ooh, I wish I thought of that. Right? <laughs> and you have a joke about aliens coming to the earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. taking all of the black people away. Yeah. And, and it's brilliant, you know. I, and but I, I, I can see... Dude, like as I'm doing that joke, I'm, you can f- you feel energy when you're on of stage. Of course, of course. I feel like I feel like these people are giddy, ready to laugh, and uh-huh. I feel this nervous energy. Mm-hmm. And then there's this thing I've been like witnessing lately. It's kind of like there's a tinge of sadness in there. You know? What I mean? <laughs> 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 like, wait a minute. All the black people go on like right, right. So, but it's also kind of you know it's. It's a touchy subject, though, yeah. and it's and it's it was it, it that joke came from racism, right? Of course, like that's well, what I know that it grew from watching it and experiencing it and being so ticked off at the time as I was experiencing this. Right. I was like, God, I wish I could take every black motherfucker off this planet. Right, right. right. And that shit just started spiraling along. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, but but does that speak speaking truth to power? Doesn't most of the Best material come from some something that affected you. I, I was gonna say comes from pain, but that's not. Well, no, dude. I mean, pain. No, but it's, it's tragedy. Human emotion. Comes, it comes from tra- humor. Comes from tragedy. Yeah. You know, like we take something like tragic and and we make humor out of it. Right. Right. And that's that's the depth of like, I mean, most jokes if you look at it, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, man. You know, but. We're a lot more open-minded on the East Coast. Yeah, I think, yeah, I agree. I, 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 Mark's back uh, from from. Uh, how's how's the energy out there, Mark? Oh, they're they're pretty good. They're a little strange, but they're pretty good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> strange. Tracy left before I got. I yeah, wanted to ask her. She didn't seem yeah. happy. Uh, she I want to ask her, but I also want to check with her to make sure she's cool yeah. with me uh, oh, uh, sure interviewing her. Or but um, do, do you? Coming, because where are you from originally, Mark? Massachusetts. Okay, so you're from the East Coast as well. Actually, everyone is, technically is from the East, and and, and uh, Joel is from the far, far, far southeast from yeah. Australia. <laughs> I wasn't on that, but yes, <laughs> right. What, what would you say the difference in working this particular club in 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 uh, Vegas versus working, say, the cellar on the East Coast? Um. You know, you still get people coming here specifically for the seller, which okay. you do in New York. Yeah. So you say, so the so the brand sells itself. Yeah. The brand, it is, yeah. yes, it's a very strong brand, and people know they're going to get a good show. Right. Same as in New York. Do you think that's because yes. of the popularity from from say Crashing and Louis? Sure. So, yeah, and the I'm, and I'm the thirty gonna, years of comedy. Too. Right. I'm not going to give it. I'm not going. Yeah, they get a little bit of credit those two shows. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But which which Stella, Greer actually is a uh, has had a nice uh, recurring Louis, role on. Probably had a lot. We, like Louis, I mean, Louis used to work there all the time too. Right. We worked at the comedy cell in the beginning, yo. There was nobody in the right. audience. Right. Right. And yeah. we ate, and they paid us, and, right. and it would be empty. Seven people. And the waitresses. That were shit. sitting there. <laughs> right. Right. All it took was seven people, though. Right. I used to hate that shit, man. Oh, my God. But, but Manny used to make the waitresses sit and watch. Yeah. You know, oh, so if people came by, they wouldn't go. There's Interesting. Okay. And, and, okay. And the show just, I mean, that club, like, it built itself. And mm-hmm. yeah, uh, uh, Louis helped out a lot. Mm-hmm. And so it, that's what was crashing, you know. But it's also that they, you know, they did their due diligence. Does yes. Crashing yeah. call it the cellar? 
Huh? Do they call it the cellar um, in the trash or do they call it a fake Now that you say that, I'm like, because they, they probably it. do because they, Boston Comedy Club is uh, Boston Comedy Club, maybe right? They do that. Maybe yeah. they do. So I think they probably, but but you know, now that you say that, they might never say it, say it but, but it, you just know yeah, it's the yeah, cellar. Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. interesting. You should watch the show once in a while. Right, man. <laughs> get your check first, then watch. <laughs> so back to you were saying. But, and I think, but here you get people that have never been to a comedy, you know, you'll get that in New York too, but oh, there's no. people that are from, I don't know. I was going to compare like, people from other countries, but obviously it was people from other right. countries in right. New York. Too. I don't know if there's a difference, actually. Interesting. Interesting. I haven't been to the cellar in New York in years, though, okay. either, for that matter. Okay. You know? So okay. Greer would probably know more. Right. Than mm-hmm. Now, yeah. I was going to, for me, I would say, um, and this is, the, well, this I is I think not they're just... not as consistent here, maybe. Okay. They're pretty consistent. What do you mean? Well, yeah. actually, I guess my the, the, the crowd. Mm-hmm. You know, I, in my head, even though I haven't been in, in the cellar in New York, the crowds are always great. Whether that's true or not, yeah. I don't know. And here, they're great 90% of the time, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. could be the same as, as the cellar. I'm sure there's bad sense in mm-hmm. bad nights in New York, I too. I don't, I don't have uh, bad sense. No. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I taped last night. No, the crowds, I think, I think here, just like pretty much probably any casino in Vegas or Atlantic City, um... The difference between, say, the cellar, or even pretty much most comedy clubs, is that because it's a casino, it's it's a comedy club within a casino, uh-huh. you have a touristy element. And even though even though the cellar back back home back in New York does get tourists, oh, 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 no, and you have more cops here, the comedy cellar is, is a tourist, tourist destination. Is, right, right, and and which could have made it worse. That that thing that that same thing is happening here. Right, right, you know? right. Like, oh shit, I couldn't get to New York, but they're in Vegas and right. we're gonna be there this week. Right. Boom. Right. Know? And so there's a there's a there's a hipness. I think there's more more of a um, when you come to a comedy seller show in New York, mm. you have the you have the you have the boroughs and then the outer boroughs and then the tri-state mm-hmm. area mm-hmm. of everyone that when they want to go to get a hip. Comedy mm-hmm. show, mm-hmm. Um, they're like, oh well, we're going to the cellar because yeah. we're open minded. Whereas if you, oh, there's retired people here right. that come to the shows for free because right. they, they got some kind of plan, right. you know. This is the, it, so it's, it's not, and because it's a in, casino, they're interested in it, they, you know? right? They're, well, they're they're people that are strictly here to to buffer time between going to gamble again. Yes, and not to mention we might pick up one or two new fans. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That goes. That goes without saying, though. That's that's why, honestly, I go in. I like I I do meet and greet, right? I don't care if it's the seller New York, sell out here. Uh, if I'm I'm at a hole in the wall club in the city after show, if I'm st- if I'm not running out to do another show, I'll wait outside just because. I don't want people like, yo, you know who's funny? That black guy with the afro, right? <laughs> I, want, I don't want people to know my name, right? Which one? Right. <laughs> the first one or the second one? Right, right. The second one had a hat on. Right, right. The first one. <laughs> right, so I, like, I go out, I'm like, yo, my name is Dean Edwards. I want you to remember that. <laughs> Follow my social media. I am Dean Edwards <laughs> because this way y'all are going to Y'all gonna go back? Oh, you know who was funny? That Dean Edwards right, dude, right. or not? Or not? <laughs> more, more. Oh, yes, yes than no, but you yes, never know. No. You know, you, you, you. Yeah, yes. sometimes you don't want them to know your name. Yeah, no. I think uh, 
one of the nights uh, I just I didn't feel, I I didn't like the crowd, and they and they turned out the show was okay, yeah, yeah. but it wasn't it wasn't where I wanted it, and so I was like I don't feel like well even tonight. It's half the amount of people, which is insane. But I'm just saying, so it's feel you know, it feels right. different. You know right, know I mean? right. For for those of you who don't know, the, the, the these are things that are, we're in the green room of the uh, comedy cell at the Rio, uh, and and we're talking about things that that do occur that you might not be aware of. That's why I'm, I'm recording from the green room because I want y'all to get a sort of green room experience. And, and even tonight, there'd be 15 less if. That big group right. didn't come too, you know. Right, that's true. And the other big party didn't show up, so it'd be kind of like forty people. Or was there another large There's party? There's a big hole in the middle, yeah. Oh wow! And that even even that like uh, sometimes the other night they didn't have for some odd reason they didn't seat anyone in the front row because yeah, they're VIP like and they're holding them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, tonight there's some empty ones. We should have told uh, Joel, uh-huh. like he didn't know he was here. Hey, we're all trashing the the Caesars tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Just had to go, what? This place sucks, huh? What the <laughs> <laughs> President comes back. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Honestly, what's the big deal? Like, who is this dude? Yeah, it doesn't make a difference. Yeah. 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 She was freaking out. I think. No, she was. She was. Uh, before she went on, I was like, oh damn. I didn't bring her right up. Yeah. I don't think. No, you. No, you didn't. I didn't. Like, no, you did. You did time. I got him going. But that's you know for the for the newer comics that listen, man, you gotta do what you do. Yeah. You know, don't 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 let people get in your head. A couple yeah. jokes here yeah. and there. But. Stick to your yeah. material. Stick to what you do. You, if it won before, it'll win again. When, once you let someone, like something as, as simple as someone's in the audience, and I ain't going front because that happened to me when I was yeah. back in the days, you know, the manager or whomever would say, oh, you know, such and such from uh, yeah. Letterman's in the audience. Yeah. Like, oh, gosh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, but, don't but, tell me that shit. Right. I don't need to know right. that. Yeah, it doesn't make right. this doesn't. And, then, and then here's the kicker. I've had that happen Just numerous it. times at the comedy cellar in New York when I first started. And I was always like, you know what, man? Don't tell me that shit. Work. And I would go up, and I, I would do well, but I would be like, yo, I'm gonna, I'm, I would like, oh my god, Greer, you're good, but he cursed. Yeah, well, you know what? I could not curse, but fuck you. Right. <laughs> like, like seriously, like uh, don't tell me that. Like, yeah. I don't need yeah. to know. No, I'd rather not. I, real talk. I uh, when I got SNL, the SNL came. I didn't know they were in the audience. See, that's good. And, and because because wow. uh, uh, I I showcased I uh, auditioned for Mad TV, crushed it. Mm-hmm. Had, they gave me a callback before I I was around the corner. Magic calls. Here we have a callback for tomorrow. But I had a showcase that night, stand up showcase. And, and you never know when when management says you have a showcase, you you get to the point where you're like, ain't nobody here. <laughs> you know, there's, ain't nobody in this audience, right? And I turned out. Turned out, so I went in and crushed because I, I had a great, uh, you know, session with the Mad TV folks. I was feeling good, so I went went on stage and crushed it. Had he told me that SNL was in the audience, I'd have been in my head. Right, right. You know, so it's a yeah, it's it's, uh, it's a dangerous place to be sometimes in your head. Yeah, bro. That's why you gotta shake it. Yeah, like, Yo, I got this. Sit What'd you say? He just said it's nine o'clock. Oh, did he say the nine o'clock show? <laughs> He got nervous uh, with Caesar's here too. If you're in Chicago. <laughs> hey, y'all, listen. So I'm about to go on stage, so I'm gonna have to pause this. Um, hey, why don't you document your set? You know, you're gonna do so well. <laughs> <laughs>
hey, why don't I continue to show why you want that? You kidding? Oh, now who's gonna ask y'all if y'all want to? You come back and listen to it. It's the Father Market Protocol. Y'all just yap. Talk, talk to him. You will you? He's having a rough set. Dean's having a rough set. We'll just place it in later. What the president of Caesars just left? Could you imagine? You go on stage and he's like, "Oh gosh, this is horrendous." Thought this was a comedy show. Dude, that's an amazing device. What? What? This is a this is a Zoom. It's a four track. It's a four track. Back to the harmony, bitch. We could do music. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you could do anything. How did you get knowledge to to pick that up to? You could do that on your iPhone now, bro. No, you you can, but it doesn't. The iPhone has mic. The mic is good. Droids do too. Droids not as good as the iPhone. The sound wise. How's the sound? Sounds great. Sounds great. I'm sure CD quality. So when you're done, you go home and you plug it in and you. I plug this into my into yeah. I edit on I edit on GarageBand. I'll add you know my music and Greer. For those who don't know, Greer has the highest rated Father Mucking Protocol episode I ever did. Does it yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you got it was like written up in something, and so yeah, we just got to serve field yeah, and stream. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Greer's big in the field and stream crowd. How many years ago was that? That was like two, three years ago. Was it like two? Was it longer? I think it was longer. Might have been longer. Might have been longer. Oh. Um. It sounded fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh I'm I'm about to run on stage y'all, so I'll I'll scream at you when I get back. Trash it so Tracy feels better. What'd you say? Don't trash your sets. I'm I'm gonna catch an L. I'm gonna catch an L. Right, I'll see y'all in a second. Yo, so I just came off stage, <laughs> and they were they were pretty cool. It was a little more work, like like uh, Mark and and uh, Tracy had, had said. You know, I think because we've had such a busy week, we've had uh, surprisingly New Year's week. Uh, most of the shows were damn near sold out. So coming off of the six five days of that, and suddenly having a, an audience that's there are a lot of pockets of, of emptiness. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay, you guys are. Uh, so gonna make us work on this final night. Oh, okay, all right. And 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 Tracy Skeen uh, joins us now in the green room. The green room chronicles on for the muck protocol. Tracy, thank you for being here. Thank you. Um, you had the opening slot. Like like Mark had to had to warm them up and go on first. But then you had you had the first slot on the show. And right before you go on stage, they 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 tell us that yeah, yeah the head of Caesars. Is uh is here? Had, were you happy getting that information or? I was happy only because I like to know uh, if I do crowd work, I don't want to actually talk to them. I don't oh. want to say anything bad. Gotcha. I don't want to pick on anybody at their table. Gotcha. Although they were gotcha. far enough away, I wouldn't have done okay. that anyway. But I don't mind that information. Mm-hmm. It's just when the crowd turns out to be a little bit more work. Right. Because we had it so easy all right, week. Right, right, right. Then it's just kind of annoying because you're like, why tonight? Right. Uh, wh- why wasn't his birthday yesterday? Right. You know. Oh, is it his? His birthday is that what yes, you said? Yes, that's okay. what I heard. Oh. That's what you told me. I thought it was his birthday. 
I don't know. Okay. okay. But yeah, so so then the whole time you're up there, it's just not like, oh, this is just work because it's work. We, that, all, we yeah. always have that, but then right. it's like, ah, oh, son. Yeah, of you're self conscious because yeah. you're like, okay, I don't want to say the wrong thing, mm-hmm. and is this the guy that that just because because now knowing that it is his birthday, I'm like, okay, so I'm hoping, I'm expecting that they were like, oh, he loves comedy, so we'll go to a comedy right. show versus. Versus them dragging him in, kicking, him, <laughs> kicking, we're just we're just checking up on us, <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. But you know how it is because we were talking about cruise ships the right. other day, and that's always the fear is that you know the one person in charge mm-hmm. will just essentially turf it for you exactly. forever, exactly. you know, just because they didn't like you. So right. it's 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 paranoia, but it's not paranoia if they're actually out to get you. Yeah, well, no, because <laughs> there like, there is so there is scary. a there is a reality mm-hmm. uh, attached. To it, where one person um, does have control over uh, at least a portion of your career mm-hmm. and your work, because they might they they might just be anti comedy, might have a bad mood, might have a chip on their shoulder, and you're you're up there living your dream. That's how I always look at it. Is when yeah. I when I see someone that's miserable in the audience and they and they are like because you've seen that where someone is like fighting. The laughter and everyone else. You have hundreds of people laughing, and that one person that decided to sit right up front and totally, totally ice cream. Like, mm, I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not. and in your mind, it's a mind screw because you're like, wait, I know this is funny because <laughs> it's worked numerous times, and everybody in it. What's wrong with you? I actually one time I was doing a country club and there was a guy who was not just like miserable. He was actually kind of like leaned over with his head on his hands. And, okay. And oh, you know, geez. and everybody else is just just going crazy. Right. And this one guy, and it was starting to get to me. Mm-hmm. And so I actually said to him, "Sir, are you okay? Mm-hmm. What is what is wrong?" And he said, "I just came from my sister's funeral." Oh gosh. And you know, it turned out to be an interesting moment because you know the crowd quarter sort of gasped as right. you would expect. Right. But then. I just I just said to him I asked her name mm-hmm. and you know I, I said was you know tell me something and he said she was you know a lovely person and then I just said well it's so nice that you came here to try to heal through okay, okay. laughter and right. then everybody you know, and it turned out to actually be a good moment okay okay you know it was one of those things that could have been ugly but right uh, but I'm, I'm always very conscious of that when I when I see people not having a good time I try not to be angry about right, it right. because I think they've got their own stuff going right, on right. I've got my own stuff going right. on but do you have to have your own stuff going on when the president of Caesars is sitting <laughs> in the audience <laughs> it all comes back like, to the president of Caesars <laughs> <laughs> can't you deal with your own issues right, some other time right. but, oh. but you know you speak uh, you speak what's interesting about that is uh, I've had that happen recently where because I think we all, uh, I don't care who you are, I don't care how, how famous and successful you are. If Seinfeld is playing a, a, a you know, three to five thousand seat theater and one person is, person is sitting up front not laughing, in his mind, he's thinking, why is this yes. not, is this person? And I, years ago, when I, um, I'm probably at this point like six, seven years in, mm-hmm. but I'm still green enough that that affects me and I, I get angry about See, it. See that, uh, right. And I used to get angry. Right, I was going to yeah. say, when when you sort of uh, diffuse the situation of the guy who just left his sister's funeral, was that 
more recently or when you first started? No, I would say this was probably about 10 years ago. Okay. So kind of in the middle. Okay. Yeah, okay. But, um, but I did kind of change my attitude after that. Okay. Oh, well, was that... that, was that was yeah, you that was actually catalyst? that moment. Interesting. Yeah. Because I said, you know, I don't usually ask because usually if somebody's not having a good time, you don't even want to look at them. Right. You right. know, I mean, you may say things like, you know, you know... You're, the lines. The lines, yeah. you know, that you always say to try to get somebody to laugh. But you don't really want to delve into it because what your fear is, they're just going to say something like, Oh, well, I just don't think you're funny. Right. So, like, right. why would I want to bring that right, on? Right, <laughs> you know, I right, don't want right, to invite that true. kind of it's stuff. True, yeah. So, yeah, that was that was the one time I just said I. It was just it started to get to me, and I could tell it was affecting my performance. Right. So I thought, well, I'm just gonna get this out there and see what happens. Right. And, and I do try to now. If somebody has, if somebody seems angry, like if somebody's being hostile, right. That's you can, a different ballgame. You can game. feel it. You can, you feel, can feel it. But if somebody's just not laughing, mm -hmm. you know, one time I did it and it turned out this woman actually didn't speak English. Ah, interesting. Yeah. And, I'll, and, her, and her, friend, her friend said like, yeah, she's from Guatemala. <laughs> she doesn't speak English. Right. I was right. like, okay. Was she, she smiling? She doesn't she understand me. Totally... She was like... Oh, uh, overwhelmed. Okay. She had this like overwhelmed look in her face. Yeah, exactly. She's, <laughs> she's sitting up front, and as I was like, yeah, she actually didn't speak English. Uh, so sometimes that's what I just tell okay, myself. Okay. These people obviously don't speak English. No, <laughs> but but like... maturity has taught you not to take it personally, because I know I used to I used to take it specifically in this this instance that was sort of my my turning point was. I had a I had a crowd of a couple hundred people and mm -hmm. two girls were not laughing. It was college. Okay. Two girls weren't laughing, and I maybe 10, 15 minutes in, I just like, and I'm killing. And now I'm like, what's wrong? <laughs> like, why are you? And and it, and like you said, yeah, yeah I'm not funny. That's... Yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> you you don't know, and and so. So once I finally got the crowd back, you know, I had them for 10 minutes and then I lost them for a good five mm -hmm. because I'm dealing with them. And then it took another five to get them back on track. And after the show, um, an older woman who was a student there, you know, she said in so many words, she said, you know what? I watched when they came in and they looked like they were in a bad mood oh, okay. and were kind of stink. She was like... You know, why did you let them uh, control your show? And I was like, well, I didn't. And like, she was like, no, you, we were all enjoying you so much. And then you focused on them, and then it kind of, you know, deterred from, um, from what, where we were going. And then you eventually got us back, but it just, it was a weird bump. And once she said that, I was like, like yeah, yeah. You know, you're right. I was also right. burnt out from, from the colleges. Like, well, I, I can see that, too. Yeah, I had been Well, and sometimes, and that's what it is, too. It actually... When you say, you know, maturity, I think maturity has led me to fight the urge That's what, to be yeah. angry. And, right. I, and I'm not, not always successful because right. like you said sometimes you're tired. Sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, you're just in a bad mood. Just something has, has happened. Right. And those are the moments where I actually get really angry with myself mm -hmm. on stage. Even mm -hmm. if I keep the rest of the crowd, um, it's how I react to it right, right. that makes me angry right. as opposed to actually just what happens in the crowd. Right, right. So, yeah. Yeah. But no, it's, but it's it's work. People people don't. Which is why which which is why I wanted you all to to hear us in the green room because these are concerns that we all have. And given that the president of Caesars was here, that's, that was like the perfect. <laughs> 
perfect, uh, you know, catalyst to, to have us all sort of on high alert where we couldn't just do what we do. We're now, now we have this in the back of our minds. And then you, and you, then you do question it. You sit there and you think, am I actually, is my timing off? Right. Am I being too loud? Am I overcompensating? Right. Or am I, uh, am I underperforming? And then, you know, all these things are going through your mind. You're thinking, no, I'm actually pretty much doing things the same way right. I always do it. Right. It's just for whatever reason. You know, and sometimes things get messed up. Like I had a guy cough right before I delivered a punch. <laughs> right, right, right before. Uh, and like I knew as soon as he coughed, like that's done. <laughs> that's over. Was that tonight? That was tonight. Same guy coughed during something of mine. On, on the right hand yes. side? Yes. Oh. And I was like, I was like, no, no. <laughs> Yeah, and his timing was just yeah. impeccable yeah. as far as screwing me up is yeah. concerned. But then there's other times it's just a it's just a mystery mm. as to why a joke ninety nine percent of the time mm. will get a huge response and right. then right. it just doesn't that yeah. night. And you yeah. and I do you know you actually do sit there and think did it come out right? Did uh-huh. I not say it correctly? Right. Did it you know did I blink? <laughs> did I look in the wrong direction? But, but you know that's what to me that's what's amazing about you know similar to boxing they call boxing the sweet science but uh-huh. comedy stand-up comedy is as well because like you said anything from someone coughing to uh, a waitress you, you know, a waitress the, the drinks get delivered you yeah. know to uh, how many times does this happen where you're del- you're right as you get to the key word in the punchline you've you've been <laughs> you've been holding the saliva in your mouth <laughs> trying not to swallow and and they're right on the punchline you're, you're right. like I, yep. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the joke is done. You're like, oh, gosh, should have swallowed sooner. Why did my dumb face let the saliva build up? And, and, I, I, and there's no way. And and it's what's what I what's funny about it after the fact is you knew. You, like timing wise, you yeah. could see on the horizon where your punchline was. And you're like. I I'm, I'm too far. The rhythm is going too smoothly where I can't swallow. Right. But I really probably should swallow because at least I can salvage <laughs> the joke. But now I'm going to trudge on and maybe I can get... No. <laughs> 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 the other night, uh, I was having a great set, but one joke got ruined because I uh, I spit a peanut. I had, I had peanuts between shows, and I don't like to eat for that reason. And the thing is, I could feel it coming out of my mouth. I saw it arch out of the corner, and I'm trying to like under look. the lights. I'm trying to look in the other direction as if nobody will see it if I'm looking to my left, and it just comes. And I know it hit the guy in the front row. I know it did, but I think I don't know how many people saw it right. but me I was like I knew I could I, pulled, I kind of pulled back a little bit because right. I knew it was happening right. and then right. it's like oh, do I deal with this don't right. I deal with it oh I think it hit him like, okay on to the next thing on to the next thing I, next I had thing. that happen uh, <laughs> I was at the cellar um, a couple weeks ago and the uh, the weather had you know it's been this winter's been weird because mm-hmm. it's going from hot to cold to hot to cold and so on this particular night, while I was waiting to go on stage, my nose just started growing. <laughs> I, so, I, I, I had that happen like Monday. This is ever so slightly. Right. And mind you, we're elevated, y'all. So we're on stage above people that are looking up your nose. 
And the entire time I'm on stage, I'm I'm like, maybe if I, I'm trying <laughs> throw to my throw my throw like this, the the mucus back in my head. I'm like, please don't let this roll out and just linger on my <laughs> upper lip. And eventually, I just used my I, I just mid joke. I was like, yeah, just just use my forearm. Sorry, that happened to me on Monday. It's the worst feeling in the world. It is. Because there's no, there's no saving yourself. Oh, damn. Guess I just went from the funny comic to the snotty one. But the thing is, it's like, when, you, when, when something happens like that, you understand why the joke didn't work. Like I said, yeah. you know, the yeah. waitress comes in with a, you know, a tray full of food or something. Right. And it's like, oh, why was I looking in her direction? Right. And it, this is done. This is over. Right. I think we can all handle that. We all know how to adjust. But I was talking to Greer Mm -hmm. while you were on stage, and I said, you know, I have certain jokes in my act that are, if not 100 percenters, they're 99.9 percenters. I just know that once I get to that, even if the crowd doesn't really like me, it's still going to turn. That's that's the joke. And so tonight, I was leading up to it, and Mm -hmm. I I know it's like three minutes away, and I'm like... All right, this is going to be it. Right. <laughs> this is going to be the you one. In your mind, you're like, oh, I got right, something now, for you. Now we got it. Right. And it was just not much on it at all. And yeah. those are the things that start to, that's when I really have to kind of kind of take a deep breath and right. kind of regain control because that's mystifying. Yeah. And I think whenever yeah. anything happens on stage, it's sort of mystifying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can't. It, it's easy to sit there and say, okay, well, you know, the crowd's seated a certain way, or yeah. I have a loud mouth to the left, or, you know, somebody sneezed, or it's easier to adjust when you actually can tell what's going on. I have some good news for you. What? This president is on the way out. What? He's on the way out of, he's leaving. Is this his Caesar's. farewell party? No. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not my farewell he's, party? He's okay. So you're all right. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. So in that case, good set. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I don't believe him. (laughs) I know, right? I don't believe a word he said. He's just trying to make you feel better. Can't believe anything Mark said. Yeah, but that is the times on stage. I mean, that's where, you know, you take your years of experience and you, you just kind of like try to draw on that and try right. to keep cool and keep right. calm and right. just say this is just I don't know it's what's going show. on it's the one show where I don't yeah. really and not that that was a particularly bad show it's right. not that it was a terrible show but it right. just wasn't like what we've been having all week right. and so yeah when you can't explain it mm-hmm. that's where you have to really try to maintain your composure mm-hmm. and not lose your cool right. not necessarily get angry with them or anything right. but just be like Spire, you don't want to spiral right. out of control. You, you just you have to maintain your yeah. composure and say, you know what? Yeah. I'll, well, on to the next thing. Keep calm. Yeah. Just keep calm. Yeah. Stay professional. Yeah. Go on to the next thing. Try dirty. Try clean. Right. Try something. And uh, But, you know, that's the difference, I think, between a pro and somebody who's just starting out. Because yeah. early on... You do tend to melt down yeah. oh, and oh, flop sweat, oh, yeah. and yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. You start rambling, and you can't talk. Like, what? Where's oh, the moisture? Oh my god! My, I remember. Please, oh. I have too many of those, um, and that, and that was always scary when that yeah. happened mm-hmm. because you you don't realize the physiological effect, uh, and and all you know. Everyone, every time you've heard people say public speaking is the most feared. Uh, thing for human beings right. to do 
when that happens, you're like, oh, oh I get yeah, it. I get it. Because most of the time, we don't even think about it. No. No, I don't. I, I don't even think about being up there. No. Until something weird happens. And then all of a sudden, like you said, yeah. all of a sudden, your mouth is sticking yeah. together. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's serious. I mean, I remember the very first time I did a TV shot. Uh, um, it was uh, Comedy on the Road. I don't know if you remember okay. that show. It was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. It was John Biner was hosting it. Oh, okay. Oh, so maybe I do. Yeah. Maybe we do it like Pittsburgh. And, stuff. and I like I remember being so nervous that I actually had to tell myself, okay, you have a hand movement coming up. Oh wow! You know what I mean? And, and you have to look to the left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're all here now. They're they're all here now. Hold that thought. We'll be right back. Rear, how'd it go? It was good. It was alright. It, it was alright. Whatever. <laughs> Hold up. I'll be right back. All right, so I'd step out and, uh, and take a little victory lap in the rug. Now I'm back. Uh, I was talking to Tracy, and now Joel. Joel, I have Joel um, on stage. Joel, how you doing, brother? I'm good. How you doing, man? I'm, pre- I'm pretty good, man. Yeah. Uh, this is your first time gigging here? Yeah, the, the uh... cellar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's been great fun. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I've had a great time. It's, but, you know, it also makes a big difference to the people that you're on the bill with, too. You know, for the enjoyment of the week. Right, right, you know, right. Most of our time is backstage hanging out. Right, and, yeah, right, right. It's been great. You guys have been great. Now, you're, but your lady lives in Vegas. Yes. Yeah? Yes, my fiance. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, your finance. Your fiance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Now, what would you say? Because you're you're here from Australia. Uh-huh. You gig in Australia normally. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, how often are you in the states? Um, back and forth. Um, more so of late with my with my fiance being okay. out here. But um, I used to live here years ago. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Back in uh, when I left school, I. Um, I got offered a job to come out here to tour manage the amazing Jonathan. Oh, dig yeah, it! Yeah, yeah. So that brought me out here, and I was living out here for four years. Were so, you a comic? At no, time? no. I was just doing street performing then. So any oh, spare dude. weekend, I'd take off down to Venice Beach. Okay. You know, do the do the boardwalk down there, which uh-huh. was a big eye opener. You know, there's uh, some crazy crowds down there. So. What type of street performer? Um, just mainly comedy and stuff. And okay. then at the end, I'd put my body through a tennis racket, you know. So, oh, really? So, yeah, because when I arrived on Venice Beach, it's like, man, I get, there's people walking around with pythons around their necks, you right. know, rollerblades, you know. And getting paid for that. Yeah, yeah, right. right. So I thought, i got to up the ante here, so, you know. <laughs> so so I, was, I was in Jonathan's garage, and I just pulled out this racket, and I thought, all right, I'll give it a whirl. And took the strings out and took it down there. And, you, so hold on, so prior to that... You had never put your body through not a through a tennis. tennis racket? I, actually, I did it with a coat hanger before that, but it was less impressive. You can't see it as much. Only a coat hanger. Yeah, yeah, only, yeah. But but that was uh, you know not as visually kind of um, visually sort of impactful. So yeah, I started doing the racket, and so that's where I, you know I sort of got the training down. But working for Jonathan was like a twenty four seven existence. Oh and, sure. And then we eventually um, he got a contract out here in Vegas, so we lived in a casino out here and. Then I um, what uh, what casino? Um, the Golden Nugget downtown. Okay, okay. So at that point, no one was drawing downtown. You know, oh. everyone was like, no one, like not since Sinatra had anyone drawn mm-hmm. an audience down there. And for the first time, Jonathan was selling out. You know, five hundred seats a night every night. And nice. It was like, and it got to the point where you know I ended up opening for him there, and mm-hmm. it was my first time performing in front of like a proper audience right, right? That, yeah that, no, the they, they weren't gonna walk away you right, know right. <laughs> and um and it all, and it went real well and then i thought you know i think i gotta go and do this this is my sort of message that i okay, needed to okay. say you know i think you you could you might be able to do this so i then um took off and pursued it myself and did did uh did the amazing jonathan have i doubt it but did he have 
when you decided you wanted to go do your own thing, yeah. how did he feel? Well, he knew you know? he knew that it okay. had come to that point. Like I'd been working for him for a long time, okay. and you know, and it, yeah, I was going to ask, how long did y'all well, do well, the residency? Well, well, Jonathan and I, we, he was there for a few years. I left during during that time, but okay. he, um, I met Jonathan when I was twelve years old. My dad took me to see his show, his first show ever in Sydney. So, dude, are you serious? Yeah, yeah, that was my first time yeah. ever going to a comedy show or anything, and and that was like the epiphany moment. I remember yeah. sitting there in the audience thinking, that's what I want to do when I grow up. Oh, right? dude, that's so. I, lo- I love hearing people's uh, like ori- origin story. Yeah, that's yeah. dope that you saw him when you were 12 and then you wound up working yeah. with him for him and mm-hmm. then with him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did, and yeah. wait what, did you tell him that story and did he remember um, yeah yo, it's weird because he um, uh, they've actually made a documentary about this now about oh, the, no. this unlikely story of this kid befriending this crazed drug taking comic oh really you know so and, and what's the name a, of the documentary um, Always Amazing okay, yeah, okay. Um, but y'all's, everybody listen and go check out Always Amazing yeah it's directed by Steve Byrne Oh, oh, yeah. oh! Steve Byrne, he's a good, you know, good, good friend of ours. Yeah. Uh, you know, Steve Byrne. Also, check out one of his many comedy specials. Yeah, yeah. streaming on some platform. Yeah, yeah. No, Steve's the best. He's <laughs> yeah, great. He's a good dude. And actually, it was it's kind of serendipitous the whole story because Steve's first weekend was working at um, Charlie Goodnights in Raleigh, North Carolina. Mm. This was nearly twenty years ago, and his first and he was there for two weeks because he flew in from New York. Mm. His first weekend was opening for Brian Regan, and the next weekend was opening for Amazing Jonathan. Oh, wow. and so that's when I first met him, and we struck up a friendship oh, that we maintained. You. And, you know, for so he he and his first time coming to LA, he came and stayed at Jonathan's house and mm-hmm. we went to Delray, and then we got to know each other better through yeah, that. And, yeah, yeah, and he um, he sort of saw the story of Jonathan and I over the years and said, you know what, this is this would make for a great you know uh, a great documentary. So, yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, Dude, yeah. That's so, so, yeah. Like an awesome story. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Crazy story. And, and and there's a lot of ups and downs throughout the. Mm-hmm. And, and Jonathan was given like a year to live, you know, like three and a half years ago. So he he. Um, um, he retired and everything from from performing, selling off all of his car collection. Every then he's still around, you know. So right. he sort of did these comeback shows and asked me to come back and do the shows oh, with him. Cool. And so cool. we were sort of reunited again. So Steve captured all that within the. Oh, the dude! Now yeah. look, now I want to watch the. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm like, this is, that sounds like a great story. I'm still, yeah. I'm still on. You saw him at age 12 because the first first comic I ever saw live. Was I think I was about eighteen or nineteen. My dad, my brother, actually won tickets to see Liz Weinstead, who, right. who uh, helped create the Daily Show. Huh. Right, if, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right, Liz. Okay. Yeah, with uh, Madeline Smipper, and um, and Liz was performing, and so and my dad was six. God bless. He was six eleven and a half, and so <laughs> dad six eleven and a half. Me and my brother both, you know, over six feet tall, and just these three black guys sitting in the front of this comedy club. <laughs> yeah. And Liz, and she, she was just going in on my dad like, "Oh, it's Valentine's Day, and you brought your sons here," you know. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And I told her the story years later. And how was that for you, going for the first time to a comedy show? Oh, like it was awesome because I, I, I already knew, I knew from uh, what age. 13 when I saw Eddie Murphy Delirious mm-hmm. similar epiphany yeah. moment yep. my dad that's what I want to do and they and they were encouraging so Great. going to an actual comedy club 
I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's something about that for the first time being in a comedy club, that energy that's in the room. Yes. You know? Yes. Like you can watch a like you know, special on TV or whatever or yeah. DVD, but when you're in that room and part of that sort of collective energy, yeah. it's something yeah. special. It's like Well, because wow. you're 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 actually part of it. But yes. as, as a, you're you're experiencing it versus just witnessing it mm-hmm. or, you know, from from your living room right. or right. you know, watching on TV in your bedroom. Yeah. You're actually part of it and the fact that she was actually you know including you guys including you know? us yeah, just yeah. made it even better you yeah. made it a, a special uh, a special moment man now how did you feel going up knowing mm-hmm. we've all we've all discussed the president of of Caesars yeah yeah when you when you heard that before the show uh, started did uh, did that affect you detrimentally well did it's in the back of your mind but I yeah. also thought you know this is the last night anyway what's the worst thing <laughs> <Right. laughs> what was I going to say no more right, right. So I'm finishing up anyway right 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 right. that's a good way that's a good way of, uh, of looking at it oh, <laughs> that's funny because I'm like yeah what are you going to do fire us <laughs> oh let's see you and it, and it turns out I, I, uh, I was talking to um the people after the show, it turns out it wasn't his birthday. It was, I guess, maybe his sons or someone. There was a, they, it was a group of 15, but uh-huh. a bunch of them were college students at right. NYU and they were out here, I guess, just on holiday, on vacation. Okay. Right. And, uh, and one of the, one of the, the, the only guy, it seemed like, um, that was, um, of their age, he was like, "No, it's his birthday." I was like, "Oh, it's your birthday." Oh, oh, we don't care. Who cares? It changes yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. But so, I guess maybe maybe it was his dad that that uh, you know brought them all out here. And I tell you, if they're from NYU, they would have been to the cellar in New York, right? And they're like, "Let's go to the cellar here." Right, and, you right, know? right, yeah, right, yeah. right. That oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That does make sense. Yeah. I wonder if it was out of pocket that I told them uh, they can catch me at Gotham. <laughs> so man, I'm headlining Gotham. I'm like, I'm gonna plug my dates. I'm like, yeah, yeah, come on, come on, you know, come, come see the full, yeah, the full the entree, full not the, not the yeah, appetizer yeah. set. Yeah. You know, I got a plug. Mark, stop yawning. I'm sorry, man. Are you bo- are this podcast boring you? <laughs> and uh, why is the pause button off? No, oh, you know what? Okay. Now, <laughs> now how do you find it, uh, Dean, doing the New York seller to doing this seller? Um, I, you know what? I like this club because, as we said earlier, um, even though it's a casino, and even though you do have. Um, the the element of there are people that are just here to pass time mm-hmm. between gambling or whatever else they're out here that happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Mm. Um, I think the the comedy seller name, the comedy seller brand, does make people say, "Oh, we gotta go." So I think they're they're anxious, but there's just the New York City's just a different energy. Like yeah. like the, sh- the, sh- the shows, there's a different energy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, New York crowds are a little more comedy literate. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you'll, you'll get audiences, whether it's a casino or a cruise ship. You have people that have never been to a comedy show. Right. Right? And because they've never been, you hope that they understand that they they, their do. job. Yeah, right? they know their part. Right, yeah. because people, you know, a lot of people don't realize this is two-sided. Totally. This, this is totally. reciprocity. Well, and we were talking about that the other night, Tracy and I were talking about it, and I was saying, I always liken it to a conversation, right? Uh-huh. And it's a two-way thing, and so, you know when you're having a conversation with someone, they're not giving you much, so right. you've got to overcompensate right. and carry right. that? Right. And that's what it's like with an audience, but if they're, if they're firing stuff at you, it's right. like you can go in directions you weren't expecting, yeah. and, yeah. and, 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 
it, it just becomes a lot more there's a lot more buoyancy to right. the to the experience as opposed right. to when you're the one doing all the work then it's like yeah. right yeah. yeah yeah no so I, I uh, obviously I prefer the home club you <laughs> know because it's you know A I, I'm that's right where I live right. and, <laughs> and there's also a shared uh, sort of common experience excuse me that um, as a New Yorker people that even if the the people aren't from New York, they kind of get it. So there, there are other jokes that I'm going to be able to do that I might not be able to do anywhere else in the world. Right, you know? right. And there's and there's a comfort. I mean, it's it's you know it's the village. Yeah. Um, there's just an energy in New York City, yeah. unlike anywhere else. You know, uh, and every city I think has their own identity and own own uh, you know particular energy. Mm-hmm. That you know you feel and you're like okay I'm gonna ride this wave of energy, mm-hmm. uh, but New York is New York is special you know yeah, that it way is, it is. and I'm bi- I'm biased sure you know sure. but but I but do no, I, I see that you know as a foreigner like, I've always seen that when I was a kid I was kind of, uh, I, I was kind of enamored by New York never mm-hmm. been there but I remember I bought a, a, a VHS tape. It was like a twenty-minute promotional tape on New York, <laughs> and I wore that thing out. You know, it was pathetic. But that's all you know. There's no YouTube, so I'm just watching right, right, this right, thing right. all the time. And and uh, and so when I went there, and it's cliche sounding as it is, there there is this vibe and energy to that town. It's this. I don't know if it's the history, the people, the architecture, or everything. It's like yeah, you, just, you, you just feel this um, energy to this yeah. to that place, and it's. Uh, and it's this ever-evolving kind of... I kind of like how the buildings kind of hold the fort, but the city evolves around those buildings. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. That is, that is, that, I think that, that is true. That, uh, I've never heard it put that way. Yeah. I've never said that before. Uh, I just came to mind there when I was... Well, yeah. you also, that's the first time this podcast ever had someone say buoyancy. You know? <laughs> so I'm like, you know, we're getting some enlightenment from the Aussie. <laughs> Well, I just want to say, man, I appreciate you. I don't know where Greer, Greer went to smoke, um, but 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 Tracy, Mark, and, and look, I was about to say uh, Luke, Joel. I don't know why I think they're four letters and yours starts with. Maybe it's a Jedi thing. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Joel, I appreciate y'all all allowing me to. Uh, to, to you know record I wasn't going to record the podcast uh, I was being lazy because <laughs> um, uh, Greer and I last night we said yeah we'll record during the day and I was like Greer doesn't feel like me coming to his room or vice versa and I was like you know what maybe I'll record in the green room and just do do sort of behind the scenes because a, a, a lot of the listeners um, I get a lot of new comics that are like oh dude Oh, I love that episode, and so I like to sort of dole out information. I, I'm not, I don't like advice because I believe that what worked for me might not work for Joe, might not work for Trace, might not work for Mark. But I honestly believe the best advice is just just the insight that we have, um, and, and make, because the, the title of the podcast is the Father Morgan Protocol, and the reason the reason I named it the protocol is because uh, you know. There, there's so many rules that you kind of learn as you go. You know, we've all been doing it long enough where you see someone, a newer comic, do something, and you're like, oh, no, you're not, you're not supposed to say that, you're not supposed to do that. You know, especially like in the comedy cellar, you know, when I was coming up, if Chris Rock was sitting in the, at the table, I didn't just go over, hey, Chris, man, I'm a beast, you need to bring me on the road. You know, <laughs> but, but people do that. Because, um, you know, we're living in an era of self 
promotion and, and being told that no, you have to promote yourself because the industry has gotten lazy. But there's still a tact. There's still a way that you're supposed to go about approaching it. You know. Um, so not only for myself, but for all uh, the Father Mother family listeners that that do support the Father Mother Protocol, I appreciate y'all. And uh, and yo, we'll be back. It's your man Dean Edwards. We will be back uh, next week. Um, actually, from Qatar. I think I'll probably record an episode. I'm in Qatar next week with uh with Harris. So y'all y'all listen out. And uh, you know maybe we'll have somebody in the military on 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 the episode, or maybe not. Don't hold me to it. <laughs> you know, all love. I'll catch y'all next week. Two fingers, please.